Welcome to the fourth episode of the Flow and Flourish launch series. I am your host, Nicole Roan, and I hope you've been having a fabulous week. My week has actually been great. I've already been getting so much positive feedback from you all on the first few episodes, so please keep it coming. I am overjoyed that it's being well received and I'm really excited about all the goodness we will be talking about here. So, so far so good and I believe it will continue to be that way. Aside from launching this week, another reason it's been a good week for me is because I've been productive and not just busy. And because of that, I've been executing my fourth quarter goals one piece at a time and it feels so good. One of those goals was to launch this very podcast that you're listening to, so go me. Yep, I do celebrate myself and my small wins throughout the day to keep me going. I used to focus more so on what I didn't get accomplished or what I didn't get checked off my to-do list, and I can't tell you how much of a difference that small shift has made For me, I'm a firm believer that what you think ends up coming out of your mouth. And of course, what you say is what you will start to see around you. So let's practice affirming good things, ladies. Can we agree to do that, especially in a time of such uncertainty? Speaking of which, today we will be talking about the third pillar of flow and flourish, which is health flow. Now that uncertainty I mentioned a few seconds ago, specifically Rona, has been taking a toll on world health, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally as well. I've had three very close family members test positive and actually one of my aunts passed in April from COVID. And while I know many others may have had a much worse impact to their friends and family, there is still this looming fear that a lot of us have. With my family specifically, the fear that we have every single time we go to the grocery store or if we hear a sneeze or a cough or just go to the gas station, it's real. So much so that my five-year-old sneezed in the car the other day and he's like, I promise I don't have Corona. Now we laughed, but it's like, it really is impacting everybody in so many different ways. And also my five-year-old, he's constantly asking me and anybody else who will listen, when is Corona going to be over so we can just go to the places that we used to go? And on top of that, my husband is still furloughed because he's a chef in the hotel industry. And as we know, a lot of people are not traveling and going to hotels. So the mental anguish and stress and frustration that comes from just that, it can be a lot. So all of this really does impact much more than just our physical health. It includes our mental and our emotional health as well, which is what this pillar focuses on. It's our overall health as it relates to our mental and emotional and physical well-being. Now, when you Google the meaning or definition of what health means, I assure you that you will get a boatload of varying definitions and similar words. But the one I came across that stuck with me is from Webster. And it says that health is the condition of being in sound body, mind, and spirit. What I took from that is that you can't really call yourself healthy if you physically look in shape, but mentally you're unable to concentrate and constantly overthinking. And then that works vice versa. You're not really healthy if you're knocking it out of the park at work, getting salary increases and promotions left and right. 
But emotionally, you are detached and out of shape physically to the point where you can't even stand for more than five minutes without needing to sit down because it hurts. And I am the first to admit that I am a work in progress. And that's cool and all, but it's really half the battle. Being aware is always good. But what are you doing about what you know? And are you making intentional choices on a daily basis to be healthy? Again, I'm not saying I'm perfect. We all know that's unrealistic. But what I am saying is that when you know better, you do better. So are you making choices to support your health? Before I go too deep in, I want to talk about each of the areas within this pillar, starting out with mental health. Mental health is defined in general as our emotional, psychological, and social well-being, and it affects how we think, how we feel, and how we act. Our mental health also plays such a significant role in how we handle stress, how we relate to others, and the choices that we make. Let that sink in for a minute. All the skills you use at work to deal with clients, coworkers, and the demands of stakeholders are powered by your mental health. And on the personal side, all the skills you use at home to have communication with your boo, to decide whether or not to help out family and friends, it's that and it also impacts the level of patience you have with your children. All of that is powered by your mental health. And I really want to pause for a minute and share with you a bit of my own experience with mental health because there is so much stigma attached to this topic in corporate America and even more so in the black community. And that really sucks. So in order to really change that, we have to start making it part of our regular conversations so that it's not so taboo. Now, I talked a bit about my physical health issues in the first episode, but I didn't really go into detail around the mental impact outside of telling you what was going on in my life that led to the physical stuff. A little more than a year after I'd fully recovered from those high CPK levels that I mentioned in the first episode, those levels that were trying to take me out, I was functioning just fine. Or at least I thought I was. But I started to notice that no matter how much sleep I got, I was still tired. I looked up one day and I was like, dang, I haven't seen, let alone talked to a friend or anyone that I'm not related to in a long time. On top of that, the one place where I was always shining and never really had any issues, which was at work, and it showed up in me by noticing that I was not meeting deadlines and I was unable to get stuff done that was on my to-do list no matter how much I planned. And that led me to thinking and feeling like, what is wrong with me? This is not like me because when I do something, I do it with excellence or I don't do it at all. So yeah, spoiler alert, I am an overachiever and anybody who knows me can really confirm this. Ask my husband because I used to always hear him say, so it's go big or go home, huh, Nick? Like even for a small barbecue though, babe, we don't need fruit, veggies, three side dishes and four kinds of meats for just us. We really not feeding an army. But anyway, I digressed. When I noticed that I wasn't myself at work, I started to see other things like at home and how I had zero patience for anybody. I felt like I was on edge all of the time and I would get overwhelmed and snap over the smallest things. I knew it was a bigger issue when one day I walked into work and my manager at the time started to say, 
What's going on with you? You're not all bright and bubbly, being everybody's sunshine like you normally are. Is everything okay? Now, my automatic response was yes, because truthfully, I didn't know what was going on and I was used to being okay. Shortly after that, I saw myself in a video that I'd recorded for work and I absolutely had to do a double take because I couldn't believe it was me who I was seeing. I looked crazy as hell. I had dark circles under my eyes. My hair was all over the place. And more importantly, the look in my eyes was just, it was scary. I looked exhausted and just out of it. I don't even know how else to describe it. But after seeing that video, I started to Google my symptoms. Yes, I self-diagnosed like we all do with Google, but I came across an anxiety and depression questionnaire from my doctor's office. As I was taking it, I seriously remember thinking, I'm good. My husband is sober and has been for six plus months. I'm making more money than I ever have in my life. I have a 15 minute commute to work. Life is good. Wrong. All wrong. Based on my honest responses, the results said that I needed to contact my doctor immediately. And I was legit mad. I remember saying out loud to my laptop, black people don't get anxiety or depression. We strong. And then I thought, I'm a woman. And as women, we definitely don't get that because we are the glue that holds everything together. So although I convinced myself in that moment that I was fine, what I read still wasn't really sitting right with me. So the next day I talked to my sister and she she looked at me and she said, what would you tell me to do? And then she reminded me of all the things that we'd been through in 2019 alone, not all the stuff from childhood and and all of that, just in 2019. So she started to talk about how at the beginning of 2019, I almost died. Three months later, she almost died and was on maximum life support. And they told us it would be a miracle if she lived. At the same time, I'd really just started my new job and I was separating from my husband. So dealing with all of that. And then two months later in June, my stepfather passed away suddenly due to an accident and my mom had to be revived on the scene. At that point, I had to tell her to stop talking because it was too much. I said, okay, I'll go get evaluated for real, for real at the behavioral hospital. But I'm telling you all y'all wrong. I'm good. That day I went to the hospital And I had a nervous breakdown as I was having the evaluation. I didn't realize how much I had been carrying and holding on to until that moment. I didn't even tell my husband I was going because I was embarrassed, ashamed, and I felt weak for even thinking that I needed help. Even with the official diagnosis of severe depression and anxiety, I told the doctor, I need to go to work, so how are we going to handle this? And she literally laughed at me and said, get your FMLA papers, you're not going back to work. So I followed suit and I enrolled in their mental health program and it was life changing for me. I learned that there is a difference although closely related between mental and emotional health. And I learned how all of that impacts your physical. There is so, so much I will share with you throughout this podcast that I learned. But to be mindful of your time, I really want to move on to emotional health. Okay, so emotional health. 
What is it and how is it different from mental health? Emotional health is having both an awareness of your emotions and having the ability to manage and express those feelings or emotions in an age appropriate manner. And corporate, we call this emotional intelligence or EQ. And it's about being in tune with what you're thinking and feeling and how you respond or behave as a result of those emotions. What I've come to find out in my decade plus in the HR space that is that there are way more people in leadership roles that have little to zero emotional intelligence and it has a direct impact on company culture and business profits, especially if the leaders behave unprofessionally and allow other employees who behave similarly to get away with it. So this goes back to the work pillar and that toxic environment I mentioned. As people, if we stay in situations like that because the money is good, all that it's going to do is jack up your mental health. So if that's for you, get out now. Let's talk about what that looks like. Likewise, if you are unhealthy emotionally, you tend to treat the ones you love around you like crap because you've suppressed your emotions as a way to deal with them. You may not even realize that frustration, resentment, and anger are oozing from both your pores and your mouth. And there was definitely a point where I was like that. And it was because of what was going on with my husband and I. And anybody that walked into the room could cut the tension and energy with a knife because it was so thick. So we will talk a lot about tapping into our emotions throughout this podcast because they don't go away just because you bury them. They eventually surface and will keep surfacing until you you figure out how to deal with them. And last but not least, we have our physical health. By definition, it is the overall physical condition of our physical body. And good health is described as when the body is free from disease or any abnormality and it's functioning as it was designed to do. So is your body in good physical health? If so, then major kudos to you because I'm part of the struggle gang on this one. But I am a work in progress and I have been working out consistently for the most part over the last two weeks. If you are with me on this side of the spectrum, no, you are not alone. I found out that on average, one out of every three adults is obese in the United States, which is about 36% of our population. Now, you can be less than 200 pounds and be obese. Let's be clear. Obesity is all about your body mass index or your BMI, which measures the amount of body fat you have. As you may or may not know, having excess body fat and a BMI over 30 can lead to serious health conditions like heart disease, strokes, diabetes, type 2 diabetes, cancer, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, joint or back pain, sleep issues, snoring, and a whole host of other things, including increased sweating. I also discovered a few alarming other facts that I feel moved to share with you today. Number one, women in general have a higher obesity rate than men. Number two, Non-Hispanic Black women experience the highest rates of obesity in America at 59%. Specifically, four out of five of Black women are overweight or obese. Number three, about 18.5% of children between the ages of 2 and 19 are considered obese in the United States. And finally, number four, by 2030, an estimated 20% of the world's population will be obese. 
Now, this was a study that was conducted by Harvard in the beginning of 2020. So I say all that because I want you to know that being in physical shape is not just about looking good. It's about educating yourself and the ones you love about how to prevent the many food related ailments that I just mentioned that come along with obesity and then shifting your mindset to support you, especially in this pillar. My stepdad always used to say, babe, free your mind and your ass will follow. And he was so right. Now, I know he stole that from In Vogue, but whatever. I let him have it. But it's true. Your mindset is the driver of all things possible. And I have a few wonderful ladies lined up to join me when I do the Health Flow series in a few weeks who can help me elaborate on that. Okay, said a lot more than I planned, but that's okay. I warmed y'all up with my little 15 minute episodes, didn't I? A surprise, your girl can talk. A long time, talk, talk, talk. But seriously, thanks for taking the time to listen to me today. All of these areas in health are very important interrelated and impact one another. So my goal is to help you achieve balance so you can be healthy inside and out. In the next episode, we will be talking all about cash flow. Aren't you excited talking about money? I know that that is also kind of taboo, or at least it has been, but whatever. We are here to break ceilings and propel ourselves into our desired success, right? Exactly. So we will talk more about it tomorrow. In the meantime, if you are loving this podcast, don't forget to subscribe so you can know when new episodes drop. Be sure to comment and share this with someone you know who needs to hear it. Connect with me in social media because I love to get your takeaways and feedback and I would love to just hear from you. And of course, as always, I look forward to serving you by helping you create a flow between your personal and professional life without ever having to sacrifice your family, yourself, and what matters most to you. I'll talk to you soon.